and welcome to So It's a Show, a podcast where we attempt to keep up with Lorelai and Rory's pop culture references on Gilmore Girls. I'm Kyla. And I'm Taylor. And we have a special guest with us, Diana Friend, who is also our friend. Hi, guys. <laughs> you never heard that one before, have you? Nope, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize for that. <laughs> Is our enthusiasm too overwhelming for this royal day? No, no, it's good. I'm excited. Okay. It's pretty good, you know. I'm excited. This is my first podcast I've ever been on, so. Yeah. Yay! So, Diana comes with us on this royal wedding episode because I hear you're a bit of a British royalty expert. I don't know if I would go with expert, but if it counts. Taylor and I sending photos of the royals back and forth to each other as an expert, I'll take it. <laughs> I would say you and I are both royals enthusiasts, but I feel like much of the things I've learned about the royals, I've learned from you. Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, well, I, mean I don't <laughs> know if I would call my, I would definitely call myself an enthusiast. I don't know if expert is the right word, especially because... I mean, only been to England once. <laughs> it's more times than I've been to England. No one peeped out of the Buckingham Palace to wave at me. Nothing like that. <laughs> but I didn't buy any of the, like the cute little things with Princess Charlotte's face on it when I was over there. Which, <laughs> you know, none of that. I was over there. It was like eight months after the royal wedding for Will and Kate, and about six maybe eight months before the Olympics they had there in 2012. And so I did get a London 2012 oh. mug, but I did not get any of the royal merchandise, even though I wanted it. It's <laughs> everywhere over there. No matter what time of year it is, they always have something everywhere. Yes. The Queen's Royal Residence in Scotland, you cannot get into for free, but they do let you into the gift shop for free. So we were poking around there. <laughs> Just a fun travel tip. Free gift shop <laughs> at the Holyrood Palace in Edinburgh, Scotland. Good to know. <laughs> oh, wait, I was in Ireland in a for a layover, so I have been to the UK. <laughs> no, well, Ireland's not the UK. Yes, it is. Northern Ireland's in the UK. Well, then we'll say I was in Northern Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> but Northern Ireland is a separate country from Ireland. Yes. For real? For yeah. real. They Does everyone know this? <laughs> IDK. <laughs> it is confusing if you are not from that part of the world. I am not from that part of the world. Huh. There's my excuse. <laughs> well, shall we kick this off with our favorite kickoff segment? The best, you know. The worst. <laughs> In honor of our royal wedding episode, we're talking favorite and least favorite. You guessed it, weddings. <laughs> so, uh, weddings and Gilmore Girls. There weren't a ton, but a handful enough to choose from. Mm -hmm. Dana, do you have favorite, least favorite? Least favorite would probably be Lane and Zach. I never <gasps> want them to be together. So, but you know, when Brian leaves to go on a different show, you know, it happens. <laughs> I mean, they uh, could have picked someone else. Dave Rogowski. But... What a good guy. 
Oh, Dave, sorry. I thought why I said Brian. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Brian. Brian is... <laughs> I didn't even realize that. Yes. <laughs> he just had to go to the OC. And to be fair, the OC would not be the same without Adam Brody. No. Taylor, least favorite? My least favorite? Well, because Logan didn't actually marry his whatever Penelope, what's-her-name girlfriend in A Year in the Life, Although that no is idea. the that impending <laughs> marriage was maybe one of my least favorite parts of a year in the life. <laughs> I would say that I don't know. I mean, I might have to go with Lane and Zach's too, just based on the limited sample size. I wish we could have seen more of Suki and Jackson's wedding, but I think by default I'm going to have to go with Lane and Zach's just because like while it was cute, it was mm. also chaotic. And I felt a little sad that Lane couldn't actually celebrate the way she wanted with her mom. Yeah. Although it was better, like, her mom was like, just, I'll sleep with earplugs in tonight, which was funny. <laughs> yeah, and the fact that she had to wear that dress, which Lorelai did change, but it was still bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Considering the scenario, it was as good as it could have been, but it was still a bummer in some yeah. ways. Well, that was not my least favorite. I thought the my least favorite would be everyone else's. Oh, Emily which is and that? Richard. There was a lot of drama at that wedding, for sure. Yeah, I mean, they broke up Lorelai and Luke with Christopher, and oh, it's just it was all so fake and just awful. Yeah, I will say. Well, I guess I was thinking more of when. Richard sings that, like, picks out that song after oh, telling yeah, the story about he remembered of Emily all those years ago, and then they danced together. That moment I like. But you're right. The Luke and Lorelai breaking up. No bueno. No. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Luke and Lorelai, favorite wedding? Anybody? I feel like it's so cliche to say Luke and Lorelai. <laughs> I mean, everyone wants it to happen, and so... It- Yes, in a way, it's the best, but I want to say somebody else, but I think that has to be mine. All right. Mine, actually, I think is Liz and TJ's wedding, because it's maybe the scene that makes me laugh the hardest in the entire (laughs) series is when they're doing their vows and Liz starts to go, TJ, and he's like, what? (laughs) Because, like, he completely forgot where he was. And then there's that sweet moment of Jess getting to walk his mom down the aisle, even though he said he wouldn't do it. And then Luke and Jess kind of has some resolution. And then there's that really goofy song about how today they share their love. Like, they share their toys when they're kids. And it's perfect for Liz and TJ, even though I promise you my wedding will be the exact opposite. (laughs) yeah theirs is my favorite basically because of luke and lorelei dancing but yeah it was a cute cute moment for them the beginning for show you want to dance really yeah um you said before you don't dance well i'm a compulsive liar (laughs) um okay yeah let's dance And the moon's never seen me before. 
today we're in episode 202, Hammers and Veils. That sounds dangerous for the veils. Mm-hmm. What in the world happened in this episode, Taylor? Lorelai avoids telling her parents about her engagement to Max while Rory urges her to spill. But due to a call from Suki asking them to come to a surprise wedding shower for the happy couple, they already know and are appalled that Lorelai didn't tell them, and so they give her the cold shoulder. That is a run-on sentence. Meanwhile, Rory and Dean are having trouble in paradise, question mark, due to the fact that, question mark, I added, due to the fact that Rory suddenly becomes obsessed with finding enough extracurricular activities that will set her apart from the hundreds of other Harvard applicants. Hmm. A lot of run-on sentences, but accurate. Yeah. So Lorelai is wedding is on the mind because she said yes to Max. And Rory has a feathered hammer. Oh, right. That's where that came from. I forgot. (laughs) Today, our episode is a little unusual because we found so many fun references in this one and they all seem to have a mysterious connection. Dun dun dun, or should I say dun 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 <laughs> dun, dun, dun dun royal <laughs> weddings. So in this episode, there were references to Elizabeth Taylor, Princess Diana, and Grace Kelly. And meanwhile, Lorelai is planning her wedding and trying to pick out a veil, among other things, wedding showers, the whole hullabaloo. Wanted to figure out how all three of these people connect with this theme of weddings in this episode. So to help us do that, we this is part of the reason we needed a guest. Because well, there's just so much to cover that we did not feel like we could do this between the two of us. <laughs> no. And it worked out perfectly because today Kyla is going to be talking about Grace Kelly. I'm going to be talking about Elizabeth Taylor. And Diana is going to be talking about Princess Diana. So it's Kyla on Kelly, Taylor on Taylor, and Diana on Diana. I was. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's like it was meant to be. It was. It was. So let's go ahead and play those clips. So this clip is Lorelai talking to Rory about the veil that she's thinking about wearing or deciding what type of veil that she wants to wear for her wedding. I need you to be serious. You're wearing a newspaper on your head. I know. And you need me to be serious? I am trying to figure out veil lengths here. Oh, well, sure. See, I kind of like this shoulder length kind of semi-poofy thing like this. Mm -hmm. But there's also a longer one that might be interesting. Longer, sure. And then there's the full-on Diana. Right, right. Next up, we have the the wise, so intellectual Louise talking with Paris. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, talking about college. If I don't improve my French grades, I can kiss Vassar goodbye. You need to follow a study schedule. I've been telling you this since second grade. Yes, which worries both of us. Maybe I won't go to college. You have to go to college. Princess Grace didn't go to college. Thank you for the history lesson. And then in one of my favorite Lorelai-Emily scenes, at the end of the episode, Lorelai stops by Emily's house after they've had their spat about her getting engaged and not telling her, and she asks for her feedback on two different veils. Hey, Mom. I was in the neighborhood because there's that wedding dress place on Willow. Elizabeth Taylor bought one of her dresses there. Anyhow, I was trying to make a decision about a veil. 
and I thought maybe you might have some opinion about which one would look best on me, because, well, you know me. I think we all knew Diana. For sure. Princess Di. I mean, I were we alive when she was alive? Yep. We were? When okay. she was alive, yes. When she got married, no. Okay, so we were alive when she was alive, so we would have maybe been conscious of her death. So I I remember my parents caring about that a lot. Me too, actually. I remember specifically, I woke up and I went into my parents' room and they were still in bed, but they had the newspaper. And I guess the headline was about her death. And I walked in and I could tell they were sad. And I was four or five years old. And I said, why are you guys so sad? And they were like, well, not like they were in tears crying over it. But yeah. they said, well, Princess Diana died. And I remember having, they had to try and explain to me why that was sad and just so tragic when I was so young, especially since I didn't yeah. know who that was. I, however, did not know about Princess Grace. I know about her now, and I knew about her before today, but uh, yeah, I didn't know who that was. I know of her. I cannot confirm or deny if she has been to college. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and then how did you guys feel on Elizabeth Taylor? I don't... I think I knew the name, but I certainly didn't know how many times she bought a wedding dress. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but I knew her name. That was kind of it. Yeah. How about you, Diana? Yeah. With Kyla, I mean, I knew who she was, but it wasn't one of those things like, oh, yeah, I knew that she had multiple marriages and that multiple was more than a decent amount of people have. So, yeah. Yeah, I think in the context, I knew that she'd had multiple marriages. I will tell you, I didn't realize how many it was until I did my research. But other than that, I really didn't know much about Elizabeth Taylor till this week. Well, now all of us are going to find out very soon. Because here we go. Now, Elizabeth Taylor, she is not actually royalty. So why is she yeah. included in this? I don't get it. This is an excellent question, Kyla. Why did we include this person in an episode we call the Royal Wedding Episode? <laughs> Well, partly because she definitely fits the famous wedding mantra and partly because Mm. she has Taylor in her name and I'm a little biased. (laughs) Also, I would consider her Hollywood royalty on the level of Marilyn Monroe, on the level of Catherine Hepburn, on the level of Clark Gable, Cary Grant, name anyone you want. Like she is one of the most famous people to ever be in Hollywood. So to me... Mm. Uh, to be Elizabeth Taylor is to be American royalty. Well, really British royalty. She's British in her own way. Yeah, she was born in Britain. But she moved to Los Angeles when she was really young. So she lived most of her life in the States. Gotcha. Well, I will tell you, I'm not going to give you a comprehensive look at her life because she lived a long, vibrant life with Many scandals and exciting <laughs> tabloid-worthy events. So I'm going to try and focus it on her eight, count them, eight weddings that she oh, had in her life. Oh, my goodness. 
I know. And I will say, to get a little better acquainted with her, I did watch one of her movies called The Last Time I Saw Paris, which came out in the 50s. It's not really that good, but I did watch it. (laughs) It was given to me as a gift a long time ago as a dollar DVD from the dollar store. And I thought, well, this is a good excuse to finally watch that DVD that's been sitting in my cabinet for almost 10 years. Oh, my gosh. And I'm really glad no one paid more than a dollar for it because it wasn't that great of a movie. So don't watch the last time I saw Paris expecting it to be great. That said, she's very charming. My mom and I watched it together and we both kind of went, wow, like we forgot how beautiful she is. Like she was a beautiful woman. Mm. And perhaps that's why she caught so many men in her I don't want to say trap, because I feel like by the time you get to husband number five, they should know what's coming. (laughs) (laughs) But she found a lot of men who really liked her. And actually, there were a lot of other famous actors that she was platonic friends with. Like, she and Michael Jackson were BFFs, and she was really (laughs) upset when he died. So she had a lot of other healthy friendships, it seems. If you call a friendship with Michael Jackson healthy. (laughs) This is a valid question to bring up that I don't have a rebuttal for. (laughs) So a little bit about Elizabeth Taylor in case you're not familiar with her. She was born in 1932 and lived till 2011. So like I said, long life. She started acting really young because her mom was an actress and she pushed her into it. She was a really driven acting mom, but obviously Elizabeth Taylor really took to it. So she was in her first movie in 1942, which is when she turned 10. And then two years later, she had her first breakout role in National Velvet, which is, you might have been heard of it. It's about a little girl and her horse. Still kind of a classic today. And she, and across her career, became popular for, like, crowd-pleasing roles in Little Women and Father of the Bride. And then she was also in a lot of acclaimed roles, like Giant with James Dean, Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. And she won two Academy Awards in her career. So, obviously, she was not just a pretty face. She (laughs) was very talented, and a lot of directors recognized it. Notably, we'll come back to this movie, she also was in some pretty big flops like Cleopatra. (laughs) We'll get back to that movie in a minute. (laughs) And then, actually in her later life, she pretty much wrapped up her acting career in the early 90s. Fun fact, she gave baby Maggie her first word on The Simpsons in 1992. Really? Yes. (laughs) So that's Elizabeth Taylor. And I don't know how I feel about this, but her last movie role was The Flintstones. Feels weird to me for someone who won two Academy Awards. (laughs) And then she spent most of the rest of her life doing humanitarian work, like a lot of AIDS research. So she kind of put the career on the back burner in terms of acting and moved on to other things. Cool. So now to the juicy part of all the weddings. (laughs) So she first got married when she was 18 to Nikki Hilton, who, yes, that is a Hilton of the hotel fame. And 
Fun fact, the person who designed her wedding dress is the same person who designed Grace Kelly's. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I find that interesting because the Grace Kelly's wedding dress is very similar to the one that Kate Middleton wore. Being as like a replica version of it, it's not exactly the same, but there are a lot of the same things with the, the deep V and some of the other appliques and things like that on the dress. Oh. So, adding another royal to everything. Nice. Elizabeth Taylor's marriage, apparently not as successful as her dress. They were only <laughs> married for about a year. And then the next year, she married the actor Michael Wilding, and they had two sons oh together. And that marriage lasted about four years. And then the, the year after they divorced, she married a producer named Mike Todd. And by all accounts, this was actually a very happy marriage. They had a daughter together. Debbie Reynolds was her maid of honor. They l- rented this house actually in Westport, Connecticut. Hmm. Little Gilmore Girls connection. About an hour from Hartford. But then, after only being married about a year, he died in a plane crash. She was supposed to go on this trip with him, and then she didn't end up going, and then he died. I don't know exactly what, like, I guess the plane malfunctioned or he hit something. And so, apparently, this was one of her happiest marriages, and it got cut short. Mm -hmm. So, he could have been the one, well, the one after the first two. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it could have been the third. <laughs> That's so sad. Yeah. That is sad. Yeah. The public had tons of public sympathy for her because, you know, that's what the public does. They have public sympathy. <laughs> I'm realizing that as it came out. That's a little redundant. The public had sympathy for her <laughs> after this happened. But then here's where the real dun-dun-dun happens. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Well, remember I told you Debbie Reynolds was her maid of honor when she married uh-huh. Mike Todd? Mm-hmm. Well, after Mike died, she, of course, was grieving. And she started bonding with Debbie Reynolds' husband, Eddie Fisher, who was one of Mike's best friends. And then things started to get um, more than friendship, you might say. Eddie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds were pretty much known as America's sweethearts, and everybody loved them together. They are parents of Carrie Fisher, whom you've Hmm. probably heard of. And so all of a sudden, Elizabeth Taylor stole away Eddie Fisher. And here's my question. In Gilmore Girls, Lorelai says that... Elizabeth Taylor bought one of her wedding dresses over there in Connecticut. Maybe it was her wedding dress to Eddie Fisher after she'd been living in Connecticut? Question mark? (laughs) Maybe. Yeah. So, okay. And my favorite resource, Turner Classic Movies, says (laughs) this was the biggest Hollywood scandal of the 1950s. I'm thinking basically when Brad and Angelina got together and broke up, Brad and Jen, which... For the record, I still see tabloid headlines about, which is I do. ridiculous. So, can you imagine during that time? Oh, man. It would be Eddie this, Scandal. Debbie that, Elizabeth that. So then pretty much everyone thought of her as a villain. 
And she was married to Eddie Fisher for 10 years. But hey, oh. remember when I was talking about Cleopatra? <laughs> uh-huh. While she was married to Eddie Fisher, she was in the movie with Richard Burton. And they had a very public affair together while she was still married to Eddie Fisher. So she divorced Eddie Fisher in 1964, married Richard Burton in 1964, and they were married for about 10 years. They adopted a daughter oh together. <laughs> they did a bunch of movies together, including Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, which she won an Oscar for. Yeah. So then they divorced in 1974. And guess what? They got married again in 1975. Oh, my gosh. And a it, year later. I know. And it only lasted a year, which is baffling to me. <laughs> Jeez. They were trying to figure some stuff out, it seems like. So, that little footnote, they're married for a second time, for a hot second. Then, she marries a politician for about six years, late 70s to early 80s, John Warner. Then she takes a break. She's single. She's <laughs> dating herself for a while. 82 to 91. That's nine years of being single. Good so for I, her. Yeah, I think she did some soul searching. She's just like, I'm getting to know me right now. I've been with men so long. <laughs> I just need to know who I am. Well, then she really breaks from the chain, and she's been marrying these really famous and, you know, Hollywood types. Like, Nikki Hilton, Richard Burton, Eddie Fisher, Richard Burton again. And then she marries Larry Fortensky, a construction worker. And, and they were married five years. And then she swore off marriage, it seems. There you go. And then she was done? Yep, then she was done. She lived for another 15 years. She devoted hmm. herself to AIDS research. Oh, and one of these weddings, pretty sure the one to Larry Fortensky, was on Michael Jackson's Neverland Ranch. Make of that what you will. Oh my God. <laughs> anyway so she just wow. had it. she was busy she kept the well, tabloids the busy she married two of them for a decade each like yeah a significant amount of time and then still getting divorced but then marrying someone else and being married to them for a whole nother decade like how do you do that i don't know I don't know. So anyway, she spent pretty much all of 1950 to 1982 married to seven different guys. But it is just such a, an epidemic in Hollywood relationships. Why can none of them stay together? We have Will Smith and Jada Pickett Smith. Good job. And then like a couple others. And then of course you got... But even still, people get divorced after, you know, 20 years, so... Yeah. Kevin Bacon and Kira Sedgwick still going strong, I think. Uh, Hugh Grant. No, not Hugh Grant. Oh, my gosh. Um, why can't I think of his name? Gone. Gone from my head. Wolverine. Help me, people. Hugh Jackman. Jackman Bellar Hugh. <laughs> Much more reliable. Oh. His wife have been together for years as well. Oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah, there's some older marriages, like, from the 90s that have... Like, well, it seems like 90, the 90s. That was a good time yeah. to get married. <laughs> After that, mm -hmm. no. 
Then you've got your Goldie Hans and Kurt Russells. Even though they're not married, they've been together, what, 30 or 40 years? And Kate Hudson mm. says he's more of a dad to her than her own dad is. Yep. Oprah. Some people. Yeah, <laughs> Oprah. And what's his Ruben face? Stuttered. Ruben. Where is he even from? I know nothing about him. Rubens. Did you just say she's married to Ruben Stuttered? <laughs> He's from That's American Idol, right? Yeah. <laughs> nope. Nope. <clears throat> Stedman. Stedman. That's his name. Stedman. <laughs> I know nothing about him either. <laughs> well, he's not as famous. <laughs> Stedman Stuttered. Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. I would... So, yeah, we've got some good ones. <laughs> Are you writing some slash fic over there, Kyla? <laughs> About Oprah and Ruben? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. But I just... I, I, I just don't know why that is such an issue. It's just... It, the percentage has got to be more than 50, the 50% that it is for the rest of the world. Or America, or wherever get they they get that statistic. Yeah, I do not know the statistics. Plus, it's hard to say who counts as the Hollywood elite. But I do think Elizabeth Taylor counts mm-hmm. as the Hollywood elite. Hence, we are talking about her yeah. in the royal wedding context. <laughs> she definitely brought their average down. That's for sure. <laughs> yes. If you take her out of the average, it might improve. I don't know. Like, I don't know what was going on in her head with all those marriages. We make jokes. Obviously, some of these things... I totally understand trying to, like, connect with the guy who is the best friend of your husband that you really miss. Like, her affair with Eddie Reynolds, that actually kind of makes sense to me. Or I can see why her marriage that she got when she was 18, I can see why that would not last too long like some of these things that i can connect with but also i don't know elizabeth taylor and i don't know exactly what happened there yeah we will never know was she really pretty well i'd lie about it but marion saw her too yes she's very pretty marion oh we ran into claude and marion she'll probably try to build it up into something just how rich and how pretty was she a lot of people know a decent amount of Princess Di. I feel like a lot of a lot more people know what we know, which is the focus on on her death and more of her legacy because we weren't necessarily alive when she was, or at least for much of her life. Yeah, he was actually born Diana Spencer and then became Princess Diana of Wales. She was born July first, nineteen sixty one. So it's weird to think that. She is mm. around the same age, or would have been the same age as my parents. Um, and so to think that hmm. on Me so too. soon. Um, but her parents divorced actually when she was quite young. Um, in 1969, she gained the title of Lady Diana Spencer from her father when he inherited the title of Earl Spencer in 1975. So she kind of was in more of that elite status because of that. So that's kind of how her family mm-hmm. and her, like how they knew the royals. Um, that her family had actually stayed in a a house. They rented a house that was owned by the royals. So some connections oh. there. But she was actually. 
Prince Charles proposed to her on in February of 1981 when she was only 19. So she was very young. Wow. Um, and Prince Charles, Prince Charles was 32. So there was quite a bit of between them. Oh. I don't think. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of icky. Um, I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't do it, but obviously it didn't work either. Even if it was a prince? Well, we don't really have any throne? options with those anymore. Well, at least not British royalty right now. <laughs> so, <Yeah>. but <laughs> even at the time where they had that they had gotten engaged, they had only met thirteen times before they were married. Whoa, it's like The Bachelor. <laughs> it is. It's like a season yeah. of The Bachelor. <laughs> yeah, it's like how many weird like one-on-one dates can you go on? <laughs> Seriously, they would probably go into helicopters and things like that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so another thing was right before their wedding, Prince Charles had actually gone to New Zealand and on a big tour. So that was another reason why she hadn't seen him much before the wedding. But even in that time where they were engaged and she did see him on and off, the weird thing was that he would talk to her consistently for a few days and then ignore her for like two weeks and then do the same thing over and over again, which is why she mm. only saw him 13 times in that oh. time they were engaged. So very strange. I can't see it as healthy going into a marriage. No. Uh, no. I mean, I know people do arranged marriages all the time and it works out just fine but theirs wasn't necessarily arranged but i feel like in a lot of ways it was still treated like it was arranged Mm -hmm. because they didn't get to see each other very often and all of that so while their wedding like she was not necessarily a celebrity she did like i said have that royal status and their wedding was watched by 750 million people worldwide on <gasps> wow oh my gosh you blew grace kelly's wedding out of the water <laughs> so i i think about in college when a bunch of the girls in my residence hall were running downstairs at i don't know what hour in the morning three o'clock in the morning to go watch it's <laughs> wedding uh-huh. and to think there were equally a ton of people that were watching this wedding back in the 80s so yeah. there were actually 600,000 people that filled the streets um, just to, of London on their wedding day, just to see if they wow. could get a glimpse of the couple. Wow. And they actually were married in St. Paul's Cathedral, which that was a break from the normal mold instead of being in Westminster Abbey because it held more people. Hmm. St. Paul's Cathedral held about 3,500 people, which would be like around a thousand more than what Westminster would hold. So they had quite wow. a few people in, in attendance. Will and Kate got married in Westminster Abbey, right? Correct. Okay. I one of I was telling both of you before we recorded, one of my regrets of college is not getting up to watch Will and Kate get married. I wish I had done that. I'm probably going to do it for Harry and Meghan. But part of that is because my mom was one of those people who got up early and watched Diana and Charles get married. And her mom made a special breakfast 
and a friend Aww. came over and they watched Aww. that morning before my mom went to her college classes. Huh. I mean, it's cool. easy to think the, the spectacle that it is no matter where you are in the world. I mean, obviously there are mm-hmm. some places I'm sure people aren't watching, but even over here in America, people are like, oh my gosh, the Royals and can't get enough of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a few of the things that I found interesting about the wedding itself had to do with her dress you had mentioned how there was a connection between the two different dresses of Olivia Taylor and and Grace Kelly's dress but the dress in general that Diana wore was huge and they had a huge long train because the train was so long it did not fit well into the glass coach that she and her father <laughs> were riding to oh, no. St. Paul's Cathedral. So because of that, there were wrinkles and crumpled parts on the train that they tried to straighten out as much as possible as she was walking in. So oh, no. it's like things you're like, I hate this would ha- I would hate this to happen on my wedding day. And of course it happened to her. But that was just one of the few things that went wrong. There were other things that had to do with bridesmaids crying and all these other things but it <laughs> to Diana specifically she had a very long veil which obviously was yeah. the veil was a part with the against in this scene in Gilmore Girls but her veil extended past the hem of her dress which was cool wow. in with and it was anchored by her tiara, which was a family heirloom. She decided not to wear one of the royal families, but wanted to wear one of her own families to the wedding. But she had not previously worn this tiara and hadn't worn tiaras much in general. So she, the tiara gave her a splitting headache all day because she wasn't used to the weight of it. Mm. Oh, no. <laughs> problem and to give you a reference of how long the veil actually was they use 153 yards of tool <gasps> oh my wow. goodness so it was quite long so one to have this big piece kind of shrouded over your face plus this huge tiara weighing down in your head that's holding uh-huh ridiculously long train of a veil would not be comfortable. No. Plus, she ended up having to be sewn into her dress because she had dropped a few dress sizes before the wedding, since when she had done the fitting. So, a lot of things that didn't necessarily... Wardrobe malfunctions. Not a... (laughs) Not a fun day in the books for her, probably. Also because... There were tapes later on in her life when she had been talking to her voice coach, which helped her with public speaking, just because, especially in her early years, she was very uncomfortable with doing those types of things. But this was Mm. early 90s. She had said in one of these tapes that her wedding day was the worst day of her life. So Uh, I'm sure that some of those things contributed to why it was bad but I don't know if any of you have actually watched the footage of her walking down the aisle or even with Prince Charles at the altar or anything like that but she does not look happy he does not look happy the queen looks very Mm. happy they do not look happy (laughs) 
at all. And so it's really mm. sad just seeing this couple that it's like, how much was this forced? Do you actually love each other? And now you're getting married. And then obviously, as yeah. we know, both of them, like they get divorced and all of that. Hmm. Well, I think even if you were marrying the love of your life and you had a splitting headache from your gown and you had 600,000 people plus 750 million people watching you while you're right. feeling terrible, I feel like that's a recipe for a bad day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But just what's crazy is that she makes a statement that that was the worst day of her mm-hmm. life. Yeah. And I'm sure there are, yeah, like you said, lots of contributing factors to that. But it was such a spectacle for the rest of the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what's kind of sad is how everyone else was soaking it in. Such a moneymaker for all these TV stations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it was the worst day of her life. Worst yeah. day of her life. And while may, many people may not have noticed it at the time, experts who have gone back and watched the footage have agreed that both of their body language, both Diana and Charles showed that they like how miserable they were during the entire ceremony Mm. so it's one thing to say for me to say oh yeah they didn't look like they were having fun but it's one thing for a body language expert to say yeah they were miserable oh Mm. my goodness this gives me new perspective on that dress because when kate and will got married my grandma was like oh her dress just isn't as beautiful and elegant as Diana's. And I guess she thought Kate's was almost <laughs> too casual. And now I'm like, no, I think Kate knew what she was up to. Yep. Keep comfy, at least a little bit. Yeah. And yep. I mean, yes, it had like Kate's had lace. It had appliques and stuff all over it. It's still tucked in at the waist. Who knows how heavy the base of that dress was. Yeah. That was mm-hmm. very similar to what Diana's was. That can't be comfortable for anybody, especially if you have a long train. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then, as you know, then they ended up getting divorced. And then, ultimately, Prince Charles ended up with Camilla, which he had actually, who he had dated before, meeting and marrying princess diana so yeah and he i know he had to wait a long time till he could marry camilla because everyone loved diana they didn't get married until 2005 i believe oh jeez quite a long time because when diana passed it that was 1997 so yeah i think how many years had to pass before one, the public was okay with it. I mean, obviously you can't live your life based on the public, but in order for the royals to still have as much, I don't want to say power because they don't necessarily have the power that parliament does, but they still have clout. Kinda, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's definitely important for everyone to like what they're doing and see them as popular and important. Mm-hmm. And so... The last thing they wanted to do was taint that image by being with someone who he had been with before, Diana, who, I mean, this past summer, was it the year before? There were so many 
articles and documentaries on her death and mm-hmm. I think it was this past year around August which is which is when she had passed just so many different articles and things like that that were popping up I feel like every single channel I turned on there was something during the month of August that had to do with her death and the days leading up to her death and how much people still love her um so whether or not I mean, I think it's a lot more for the British people, but she's still loved. And so I think a lot of that now is even coming back up with with Harry and Meghan's wedding coming up. She's mm-hmm. not going to be there, but diamond that Meghan is wearing on her ring is from a piece of jewelry that Diana had. And so still having that memory mm-hmm. going forward of their yeah. royal wedding is, is so important and being able to have Diana's legacy live on and kate has diana's old engagement ring right correct oh really nice Mm -hmm. i think kate kate is she seems to be popular yes i mean of course she's young and it's hasn't been that long so she's not diana but she seems to be really taking on the role definitely and i mean unfortunately people people focus so much on her pregnancies and how terrible she feels and i'm sure everyone i'm sure you would love to have that scrutiny over your pregnancy (laughs) but even i mean she even takes the people talking about her wardrobe in stride like oh she's wearing something more than once okay yes to Mm -hmm. us that's not a big but for for a royal to do that it's it's a big it's a big deal but Mm -hmm. i think well when you get photographed every day yeah yeah and it's sad to see these people who, especially like for Diana, she found her way into this the circle of the royals by gaining some status from her father. But Kate, being more of what most people call a commoner, like both of them had definitely a big learning curve coming into this. And I think this will even mm-hmm. take place even a lot more with Megan. Yes, she's been in the spotlight. But she's kept her personal life pretty private until now. And so now having that all mm-hmm. on display for everyone to see, that's got to be a huge change no matter what type of person you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and Megan Kelly, or wait, is her name Megan Kelly? No, Megan Markle. Megan Markle. I'm so bad with names tonight. Who are you? Taylor Fred and Diana Blake. <laughs> I mean, May. <laughs> <laughs> laughing at me. All right, Kyla Markle, keep it going. <laughs> Will do. Megan is the new Grace Kelly. Oh. She's the American princess going on <gasps> to marry a prince from TV to royalty. Yeah, that's a great connection. I hadn't even thought about that. So, uh, Grace Kelly, y'all ready for this? Yeah. We saved the best for last, you guys, because... I researched her. But did she have eight weddings? (laughs) No, but she did star in 11 films in three years. Wow. Whoa, that's a lot. And she got married and was like, bye. (laughs) Bye, USA. (laughs) Done with that. Did my 11 films. (laughs) 
But, you know, back in the day, they worked for studios, and so they just want you to crank them out until mm-hmm. your contract is up. So Grace Patricia Kelly, which, by the way, Grace Kelly, what a beautiful name, right? Grace mm-hmm. Kelly. It just sounds nice. She was born in 1929, and she was American, and she married Prince Rainier III in the 1950s and became the Princess of Monaco. They met in the U.S. He came for some film shindig. And they, he spent Christmas with her like that next year. And then three days later, they were engaged. It was really fast. Wow. A little a short little thing on her on the Smithsonian Channel. They think, was it all just an act? Was, were they just, was he just looking for someone who could play the part of Princess, the 31-year-old bachelor? He did have to produce an heir or Monaco was going to go to France. So it was very important for him to get married and mm-hmm. make a baby or two. This is just like Princess Diaries 2, the royal engagement. (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) I might have watched that movie last night, guys. Sorry. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that was fitting. Her wedding was called, at the time, the wedding of the century. It was watched by about 30 million people on TV. So a lot, especially for whatever year that was. (laughs) I don't. Oh, in the 1956. <laughs> so they had to have two weddings, which is kind of chaotic. So it was like Lane Kim. The Roman Catholic. Oh, yeah, there it goes. Exactly that. Yeah. <laughs> so they had to have a civil and a religious wedding, which I don't know why you couldn't just have a religious wedding, but it must have been like for the legal aspect and for the religious aspect. Hmm. We in the U.S. just combine them. So they had a real quick 16-minute civil ceremony took place in the palace throne room. And then wow. they had a little reception. But then the next day, they had the big shindig. And that was watched by about 30 million people. And the media later said it was the first modern event to generate media overkill. So it was hmm. one of those beginning you know, uh, paparazzi fests. But Monaco is only like 500 acres large so someone said it could fit into central park is that i didn't know central park was that big or i didn't know monica was that small wow a little bit of both because i think of central park as being huge but i also didn't think of monica as being that tiny yeah so it's kind of a weird place because it mostly just has casinos it was you know where the wealthy would just go And when Grace Kelly came in, she wanted to make it more of a place for the actual citizens, not just kind of a hideout. Yeah, her wedding dress was designed by Helen Rose. It was worked on for six weeks by three dozen seamstresses. Which, how how much of a dress for three dozen? I mean, they must have been doing like little tiny details. But the most interesting thing I found about her wedding, I found interesting, was that the studio that she worked for, Metron Goldwyn Mayer, they actually like produced the wedding. So they went in and got the lighting right and checked the sound. They filmed it all and produced a 30 minute film on it. Whoa. <laughs> and like part of it, I watched some of it and it's like she's looking around. And so, like, she's like almost acting in it <laughs> in parts. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah, so they planned it, produced it, which is so bizarre because I guess she was still working for them and then, you know, she didn't do any movies after, though. Yeah. 
so you can watch her wedding in a very produced format. <laughs> but something, you know, that you were saying, Diana, about Princess Diana and Prince Charles not looking very happy. I didn't think that Princess Kelly looked very happy. But she and Prince Rainer, Rainer, they stayed married, you know, until she died, which she also died in a car accident, tragically. Oh, I didn't know that, um, actually. She was, yeah, she was a little bit older, though. She was, well, she was in her 50s, late 50s. Hmm. One reason why, well, actually how I found out about Grace Kelly is not her connection to Meghan Markle and how similar they are, but in her connection to Blair Waldorf from Gossip well. Girl. Diana, do you like Gossip Girl? Okay, two of my favorite shows are both GG, Gossip Girl, and Gilmore Girls. Oh my goodness. Yes, <laughs> two against one, Sorry, Taylor. <laughs> so, so you know what I'm going to say then. Blair Waldorf is, she always talks about her Grace Kelly defeating her Grace Jones. I'm still not sure who Grace Jones is. I like found one person, but it just, she didn't seem to fit. I don't, I don't know. But Grace Kelly, she always idolized her, and she always tried to be that prim and proper self. And in the series, she also marries the Prince of Monaco, Louis Frederick Grimaldi. The worst. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that wasn't a, a true marriage, because it, it couldn't be, right? This is a drama, high school drama. Come on. <laughs> So I love, and I never knew that that is what Grace Kelly did, was marry the Prince of Monaco. <laughs> Otherwise, that would have meant a lot to me at the time. I would have understood it. So lots of people, I think, well, and we've seen in other movies, The Prince and I, we love the idea of a prince from another country coming into America, sweeping us up our, off of our feet and living the high life in a palace, all based on love. Kind of like in Princess Diaries 2, the royal engagement. <laughs> yeah, just like that. <laughs> so Grace Kelly, elegant. She was a beauty and then she became a princess. But she, now I'm not sure how correct Louise was because she attended the American Academy of Dramatic Arts. Oh. Not technically a college i don't think so she attended some higher learning in dramatic arts mind you so i don't know how high level that is sorry so i think louise is probably right she did not attend college and she still became princess so that's a lesson kids don't go to school marry prince we can always marry rich i'm so glad we have that option as Rory and Laurel, I say. <laughs> yep. Uh, I want to see my little graduate one more time before the big event. What do you think? Do I look like I'm ready to make my way in the world? Yes, and if all else fails, you can marry Rich. I love that we always have that option. That's our royalty. I think we have... Dove... Div, <laughs> dove... Dive... Dived. Divin... Dovin. <laughs> we Dave. <laughs> Dave Rakowski. My yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we've covered our royalty. Is it time for our big question then? How does this fit into the world of Gilmore Girls? So Diana and the Veil. Yes. 
Yes, the full-on Diana. For the veil, a couple of things. I made a connection to the end of the episode where Emily says you should wear a tiara. Your head's too big for the veil. I was thinking of that as you said that. It makes me think back, though, to the pain that Diana is feeling on her head throughout the entire wedding, which I don't know if I'm allowed to foreshadow on your show. What what happens to Mac? You can. We spoil. So, I mean, breaking off their engagement and realizing that she doesn't love Max, I feel like it would have been less pain for Diana if they had done that and not actually gone through with their wedding. So. Mm. Hmm. Well, I understand it now because I didn't realize that Diana's veil train thing was so huge. So, full on Diana is a very large veil train thing yeah combination i had seen pictures but i did not realize it was he said something like 150 sheets yeah. of tool or something in there i had no idea it was yards of tool that full yep whereas in, i forgot to mention this the train of her dress was only 25 feet long so yes there's more tool and it's like put together so i'm assuming that has to do with like how much tool was used, but that's still a lot mm-hmm. more than 125 yards or 25 feet. So, yeah, I feel like they didn't wow. strategize that well. <laughs> <laughs> Probably been another done reason better. why she didn't fit in that that carriage very well. Yeah, <laughs> gotta play another ahead, thing they didn't strategize well about. <laughs> <laughs> the size of the carriage. <laughs> yeah. Okay, how about Princess Grace, Kyla? Well, she didn't go to college, so... <laughs> but she still married the prince, so she did well. So, uh, Louise, you can do well, too. <laughs> I think. <laughs> well, and notably, Lorelai missed out on college the first time around. So maybe there's a connection there. She still got her happily ever after, even though she didn't follow the set plan of what she was supposed to do. She married the Prince of the Diner. Yes, the Prince of Stars Hollow. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, all right, Elizabeth Taylor. Well, Diana, you just made me think about how you were saying Diana and Charles were probably doomed based on how unhappy they were on their wedding day likewise Lorelai and Max not such a great long-term match I do think they cared more for each other than Diana Charles Diana and Charles seem to Mm -hmm. but I am not sure we said this on our last episode you don't want a Gatsby themed wedding because everyone in Gatsby is terrible at relationships or dies And I don't Mm -hmm. think I would want to model my wedding after anything Elizabeth Taylor did for her wedding. Because (laughs) I I am sure she is a more complicated person. And I know we make jokes out of how many marriages she had, which is not new. And I am sure she's a much more complicated person than we are giving her in this, like, very little snippet of a discussion. But I don't think Mm -hmm. I would want to model my wedding after Elizabeth Taylor who, by all accounts, had a lot of tumultuous marriages. And look, she seemed to live a long life that 
had many wonderful moments in it. But also, there was a lot of drama, and that's just not what I want in my life. No, that story's so, no cursed. The Elizabeth and, Taylor curse. Yeah, and I don't think Lorelai, <laughs> as much as she can be dramatic, she's not someone attracted to the drama, drama, drama of, you know, besides conflict with her mother and her father... She's not really drawn to tons of drama and conflict. So Elizabeth Taylor, probably not her best role model. I mean, she's drawn to Luke, which is pretty much the opposite of drama for the most. I mean, it's not his life. I mean, he has April, um, which he doesn't necessarily want to shed light on. But even the fact that he doesn't want to share that part of his life with a ton of people, he's trying to keep that drama out of it, which is why, obviously, she ends up with someone who has a little bit less drama in in their life. Yeah. However, she and Elizabeth Taylor were both dark-haired beauties with light-colored eyes. (laughs) Elizabeth Taylor was known for her lavender eyes, and Lorelai has blue eyes. So that is an overlap. (laughs) That's a good overlap to have, though. (laughs) I will say, as I was watching this very just-okay movie the last time I saw Paris, don't waste your time. I was noticing her bright eyes. I mean, they were gorgeous throughout this whole movie. Mm. Also, the movie's about a falling apart marriage. So, fun! Oh, jeez. <laughs> Poor Elizabeth. Terrible irony. Well, and it's based off of an F. Scott Fitzgerald story. Just like The Great Gatsby. Don't do it! Jeez. Oh, <laughs> Don't have your wedding based off an F. Scott Fitzgerald anything. There you go. That's my lesson for the day. Hot tip. Lesson of the podcast. There you go. There's nothing else you take away from this podcast. <laughs> Let it be that. What kind of a row? Are you trying to cause in my house anyhow? He isn't causing a row. You're causing a row. Please have a little self-control. Self-control? Oh, I suppose the latest thing is to sit back and let Mr. Nobody from nowhere make love to your wife. Well, if that's the idea, you can count me out. See, nowadays, people begin by sneering at family life and family institutions. Your wife doesn't love you. So, that's our show? That's our show! Thank you so much for joining us, our friend Diana friend. Diana, can you share just a little little more about yourself? We know you're a royal expert. What else should the people know that you are into? Yeah. Um, so I like Kyla and Taylor. Woo! You like us. <laughs> Woo! Let's see here. I I have a couple well. We'll start with a couple of weird things. Your audience doesn't need to know that much about me. Um, so I <laughs> I actually import my tea from England. Whoa, like, that is that. That. Um, No, so I, I really like Yorkshire tea. I tried it when I was in England. And of course, it's obviously better when it's there. But it reminds me of being in England when I drink it. So... On an icky winter day here in Upland, I can think about drinking Yorkshire tea and eating sticky toffee pudding in in Yorkshire in England. So there's fun stuff like that. I'm also a coffee snob. I hate that about myself. 
myself. I'm that person <laughs> that cringes when someone says the word Starbucks. Uh. I know. How do you and Taylor get along? I don't know. <laughs> um. Well, then you might you might like this about me because my special special feller is from Brazil. We always and only have Brazilian coffee. Ugh. And, and now, good. since I started that, I tried to, like, get a little Keurig, random Keurig cup, and I was like, oh, cannot. No, it's not good. <sighs> Makes you a snob when you have the good stuff. You could go on and on about how you shouldn't grind your coffee until it's time to drink it. You could go <laughs> on about so many things, even how... If you get a bag of coffee, it's not good after a couple of weeks, or it starts to lose its flavor after a couple of weeks. Mm. Brewing methods. I'm kind of. I think you need to create a blog for us people who don't know all this much. (laughs) I'll just (laughs) resources that I like. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good. Okay, we will share some coffee expertise from Diana on our Tumblr. Yeah, we all need that. If you guys loved our episode, which I think you probably did. How can you not love talking royal weddings? Rate us. Share a review on iTunes. We are eager to share some season two reviews. Mm -hmm. We love doing that. Love connecting with you guys on Twitter at So It's a Show. Gmail, so it's a show at gmail.com. You can find me at Kyla Kathnadu, K-Y-L-A-C-A-R-N-E-I-R-O. And I am at tblake24, but if you tweet at me, I'm on a bit of a Twitter hiatus right now. I just... The internet is sad sometimes, so I've been tuning in for events like the Oscar nominations and then promptly exiting like Homer Simpson through the back of the bush. (laughs) (laughs) Also, before I forget, you can also sign up for our new email list if you want to get all the tidbits on our fun things like our Spotify playlist and our Tumblr and when new episodes come out. So if you go to tinyletter.com slash so it's a show, you can sign up and you'll always get a, a little nice reminder and we promise we won't spam. All right. Well, uh, thanks for being with us, Diana. And uh, thank you all for being with us. And uh, here's a little clip for our next episode. Do you want a refill? Sure. Same thing. Max? Uh-oh. We wore him out. We tend to do that. Well, we are Electra Woman and Dyna Girl. Electra Woman. <laughs>